Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's brought to you by Abu Garcia Reels. Abu Garcia for life. Yes, indeed. Northwest Wild Country, Saturday, August 26th, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Bill Herzog in the main seat today. The boss is on Bass Tour. He'll be back next week. And I get to take kind of a break. Joe Superfisky, my in-studio desk guest today. How are you, man? Um, any better? I couldn't stand it. I know. I couldn't. <laughs> See, the, my grandpa used to say that, right? Oh, wow. See, the best thing about this time of year is your choices, especially if you're an angler, if you can't find something to do this time of year, you're not looking very hard. Then you're not a real fisherman either. No, you're not. I mean, your, your choices from anywhere from high mountain lakes to tuna out in the middle of the ocean and everything in between is at, is at your beck and call right now, lots my friend. Lots of choices. Yeah, and, and we get one more choice September 1st, don't we? Yep, yep. The, the annual Grays Harbor opener or opener for some of the, some of the systems. Right, uh, right. You know, I'm not going to, I don't want to sit here and name uh, dates and rivers and stuff. That, Why not? It's fluid. You know, they, 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 they change <laughs> okay. the regulations so much anymore. Right, um, right. I mean, the North of Falcon process is pretty much a joke because they're still negotiating after after it's over and mm-hmm. changing things. So, like, they print the regulations here. Right. But the half of the regulations that are printed for the harbor aren't even, I mean, aren't even good. Okay. I mean, they've changed, you know, retentions and dates on the hump tulips and other rivers. So, so br- break it down for, like, uh, you know, fishing for dummies right now. Okay. Like, say... I want to go fish the hump tulip September 1st. Where can I fish? How can I fish legally? And what am I going to do? What I would do is uh, on August 31st, get uh-huh. on the computer and make sure that, number one, it's open okay. still. Right. And then uh, you can fish. You can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can fish anywhere from the mouth mm-hmm. all the way to the confluence. And the, the only thing you can retain is hatchery steelhead or hatchery salmon. Uh-huh. Chinook or um, coho, but as we know, there's no coho in there yet, you know, and the kings, whether they're there or not, it depends on a lot of things, you know, sometimes they trickle in, sometimes they don't. If there's any kind of weather or cooling or anything, we will definitely see fish in the river. Yeah, so now let's just assume we have low, clear conditions, right? Which is pretty much what you're going to find. Every year, same uh, thing. Until the first cleansing rains of, sometimes it takes October to get those. Yep, yep. Which means when fish, they'll be nosing in going... (laughs) Uh, not enough water yet. Too warm. But I'll come in and check it out. And yep. I'll kind of go back and forth. So I'm talking way down low, right? Yep. Maybe yep. somebody wants to go down there? Yep. Tidewater. Okay. 109. Right. That's kind of the uh, epicenter of it all down the lower end of the river. Sure. In the tidewater section. And, you know, watch the tides because they're, they're, the fish aren't going to come in on a low tide. They come in with the tide, sniff around, decide whether they're going to go up or not, and then roll back out with the tide. Okay. Now... How am I going to position myself? What am I looking for? What kind of water am I looking for? And finally, after you tell us where to go, what am I going to use? Well, here's the thing. This time, the low clear water, the the biggest thing is if you see fish, you know, look for them first. If you Mm -hmm. see them, 
you know where they're going to be. They're going to be in the deeper pockets where you can't see the bottom. They're going to be showy, though. They'll yeah. be rolling. Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. be. They'll always. They'll always show themselves when they're on the move. You'll always see them popping. Sure. And then, so first of all, you want to find the deeper water where you can't see the bottom, and then you want to find some structure. Sure. You know because they they like feeling protected. Mm-hmm. You know around the wood, under banks, whatever. And you know basically it's a it's a bait show, man. If you uh, any eggs, shrimp prawns, any of that stuff is what they'll actively take. Sure. You, you got to think when they first show up, regardless of the low clear water, a salmon when he first comes in has got to be, fair, before they get potted and been there a while, they got to be fairly aggressive for a They're while, snappy. don't they? Yeah. They are snappy. Mm-hmm. So you just, you got to be on your game, you know, pay attention. And sometimes, you know, when they first roll in there, they're, uh, it's not good. It's not going to be a thunderous, I'm going to take, you know, 50 feet of line, you know, it's a little tap, tap, tap. You just need to pay attention, you know. And I like fishing low, clear water conditions, a lot light lead, mm-hmm. light line, small hooks, you know, and just so you gives you that advantage because the less they think it's something bad, the more they're going to eat it. Sure. So I'm not going to use four-pound test and number 10 hooks, though. Oh, absolutely I? not. No. no. What am I going to use? My favorite is um, I'm still using a, a braided line, mm-hmm. but I'm using a top shot. Of ultra green. Sure. Are you float the float? Or are yeah, you just okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm float fishing. And I'll you downsize on the float. Sure. You know, go way down on the float and just use a split shot or two. Just like your summer run fishing. Pretty basically. much, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's and it's rolling the dice because you, you gotta you gotta think, okay, I'm gonna hook X amount of fish, but I'm only gonna land a portion of those being that the lighter gear. And that's just that's just part of it. You have to be accept the well, fact that you're gonna get schooled. Well, first of all, you can go there with heavy line. And you might hook one and get it. Yes. However, if you use light, it all has percentages. You'd rather have the fish on. You have a better chance of landing a fish when he's actually on your line <laughs> than, yes. than, than fishing for them with something heavier. Yes. So, therefore, you go to lighter stuff, and you roll the dice and see what happens. Exactly. And, th- and the thing that I've noticed is that uh, you'll hook a lot more fish, and you'll, lose, and you'll lose fish. But, you know, as long as people are hooking fish, that's, sure. that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. They, you know, as long as active... And, and the thing is, you got to be, you got to gamble. You can't be afraid to do certain things. When they head for that, when they head for that big tree or you gotta all that You got to know when to hold them. No, you know when to fold them. You know what you do? Uh, you open that bale up and you just free spool it. Sure. Just let them stop. And, 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 and you know what? That, that barbless hook may fall out. Right. It may not. That fish may stop. It may not. But you know what? Nine times out of ten, when I do that, they stop. And you just wait till you go, okay, I think I got them. And they reel down on them and get them pointed in the right direction. And <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. There. I mean, it's it's it, that's what that's the fun part well, about it, you know? I heard a great analogy about that years ago. Like uh, when you walk, into, uh, you walk into your teenager's room and he's busy playing video games or something and you're trying to get his attention. Yep. If you walk in quietly, tap him on the shoulder and go, uh, son, would you... Uh, like to do your homework and then get ready for dinner. And you see what kind of reaction you get. Nice and easy, slow, giving him slack, right? Give him a little <laughs> yeah. slack. Or you could walk in, just boom, open the door. Hey! <laughs> Take a rip the thing out of his hand, start, you know, what, what's going to happen? He's going to come right back at you. So when you're yeah. yanking on that fish, yep. it's like yelling at your child. He's going to come back that, on, on you strong. So if you're easy, nice and easy on him. You get a lot more done. That's right? uh, that's a pretty good analogy. I like that. Yeah. And, and you know another thing too is I haven't done it personally, but I think it I think it would work. And I think actually I know it would work. Is in that low clear water, something totally different. I think a good fly fisherman mm-hmm. with a black or a purple fly, sure, fishing the travel lanes would have just as good an opportunity. Oh, I'll bet. 
as a guy fishing bobber and the best eggs there are. Well, you think here's something with like a, a rabbit strip fly, for example. It's exactly. undulating and swimming and looks natural. And yep. it's not, you're not pushing the fish past their attraction threshold. That's what you want to do. You don't want to go in there with a number six all silver Vibrax. No. Bad. bad. Very <laughs> okay, bad. Okay. Like, well, I caught them on this last year. Yeah, first week in November when the water, water was, was high and green. Exactly. Right? But not, not now. You, all you're doing is freaking out fish. Nice and small and subtle, that little tiny purple black fly hanging there swinging. It blows a lot of people away, and, and the people that doesn't blow away are the guys who throw jigs, and right? You, yeah, and you know you know the thing, too, that also is, is if you're fishing that, you're fishing in an area where there's not as much junk. Right. Because the junk tends to pile up in the holes. So when we're fishing the holes, we have more chance of getting into the junk. When you're fishing that open stretch with travel lanes and sure. stuff like that, you have a more of an opportunity of actually fighting the fish freely and not mm-hmm. losing them to hanging up. So here, if you're going to hook your two fish, you're going to get your two fish there. What you're saying? What I'm saying, though, is you've already made a mistake, and I'm going to cite you for one extra fish because you're only, well, unless it's a Chinook, you're only allowed oh. one. Sh- we were supposed to get two hatchery oh, Chinooks, I see. but now they've well, changed I was throwing, it I was again. throwing out a hypothetical situation, yeah. actually. So, so I should have just said 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since, uh, yeah, we're, no, since we're yeah, in Atlantic that, salmon mode right now and we're yeah, filling our boats up, right? So yeah, that, okay. That's one thing that I, I emphasize to people is really pay attention to the regs. And, mm-hmm. you know, WDFW, the, the guys on the ground, the enforcement officers, right. have done a pretty good job. They they will go and spend their own money and make little pines and post them or sure. go to the copier or whatever at the, at the office and because they know how confusing it is. And when they confront somebody, they don't want the people, they will have to write a guy a ticket right. or Whatever you know, and they usually give you the benefit of the doubt, but that they can tell by what you're doing. Yeah, if a guy's it, down there ripping an eight foot leader with a piece of black yarn through there, you know, you're done. We know we know what you're doing, partner. And the thing is, you're make sure fishing. your hooks are barbless. If you if you have barbless hooks and you may have accidentally kept an extra fish because you read the regs or something, they're going to give you a break on that. Mm-hmm. But if you're but but we don't advocate you uh, to do so. No, no. But <laughs> if you're if you're if you're using barbed hooks mm-hmm. and this and that. They're going to write you a ticket. Right. I, I don't want their job. No, down, down, the, especially. You know, it's, it's something about salmon. It seems to bring out a whole different uh, field of characters, doesn't it? When yeah. salmon, salmon season opens, it's like, where do these guys come from, right? What hole yeah. do they crawl out of? You know, and, the, and that's the thing is, you know, it's uh, that's some of the things when I'm dealing with out of, you know, out of town people come and fish mm-hmm. and. And they see people that are, you know, residents of the state of Washington acting like that. And they're like, do you have to deal with this all the time? And blah, blah, blah. I'm right, like, right. And it's like, you don't, you know, it's like, come on, people, be sportsmen, you know, right. and let's let's love thy neighbor, you know. Right. And, uh, because the the better we get along, the better we do things out there. It, mm-hmm. it goes a long ways. Man. And, and, and that's another thing down there. That's not a lonely fishery, is it? No. It's you a, can expect some company down there. You're going to have a lot of company because at that usually when it opens and stuff's going on, it's usually the only game in town. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there is some other openers, but, you know, for some reason or another, they took the uh, Hatchery Chinook. No, let me get this right. Okay. Hatchery Chinook, we pay for it. Right. We raise it. We should the, be able to eat them. We should be able to kill it and eat it. Right, they have right. taken that away from us on the Satsup River for whatever reason. And but I know, that, that's been like that for a long time no, no, on no, the no, Satsup, hasn't we, it? We, no, the last three, four years, last five years, we've been able to kill Hatchery well, Chinook. That's how behind the times I am. Yeah, okay. well, it doesn't matter because you're mm-hmm. right with the times again. They okay. took it away from us. No reason. I mean, if we're paying for the fish and raising the fish, why right. cannot why can't we? Keep are it? they are they afraid? Perhaps they won't get enough fish back to propagate um, in the I, hatcheries. Well, because you know what you know what the, 
I was told is that those hatchery Chinook are just kind of a whatever. They're not used for anything. They don't even spawn those ones. Well, they even use, the, therefore, they, even more reason we should be able to keep exactly. Them. They use stock from they if, use eggs from some uh, if wild fish. Yeah, you know, if and, they're just there and taking up space, and they're hatchery fish. This doesn't make any sense to no, me. No, because the, the eggs come from wild fish. They're broodstock right. fish from that system, which is the right way to do That's it. That's great because then you get real good biters that exactly. way. Exactly. And so those hat they don't they don't they don't spawn the hatchery fish. Right. Which well, is here's what happened. Let me give you an example. Uh, up in um <clears throat> in Bella Coola, yep. the, the little the little Etnarco River uh, dumps into the Bella Coola up in the middle of British Columbia. The, it had uh, a summer run of Chinook up there that were the greatest biting salmon you've ever seen. I mean, super aggressive. Guys used to drift oaky drifters for them and whatever. They bit Clean so, house. so well. They just aggressive, hard, yanking bites and big, beautiful, bright fish that come out of the river. It was a September fishery. Spectacular. So they figure, <clears throat> in all their genius, and all the British Columbia, the DFO, whatever up there, says, yep. They're, we're going to build a hatchery. We're going to augment these fish. We're going to bring in five times as many of them. Imagine the fishery we'll, we'll have. Well, for the first couple of years those fish came back, it was spectacular. But suddenly, now you've got twice, after like four or five years, after a whole generation, even one generation mm-hmm. of hatchery fish came back, all of a sudden you've got all these fish coming back, and about half of them aren't biting. And the next year after that, about three-quarters of them aren't biting. Now, mind you, it's a very popular fishery. Guys are taking all the aggressive spawn, aggressive biting fish out of the run they're fishing for. What's making it back to the hatchery? Yeah. The non-aggressive fish. What are they breeding? The non-aggressive and fish. And after 10 years, they They've had gotten a river. gotten really yeah, non-aggressive. they had a river. No, it's the middle of nowhere up there, right, in Strathcona Park. Yeah. They got a run of fish after 10 years. They have three times as many salmon as they ever had, and the fishing's horrible. You know what they are? Hmm. They're socialist pacifist. Yeah, I guess so. But that's what <laughs> that's what happens. So what, like, we'll, uh, we'll go back to breeding those wild fish, or, yep. and you get Spawning. the very aggressive genes in there. That's yep. that's a good idea. Well, the thing is, when you take the wild fish from that system, mm-hmm. first of all, you're using a fish that's the genetic of that system and knows how to survive sure. over the hundreds and hundreds of years that it's lived. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's a wild fish, so it is yeah. naturally aggressive. You're listening to Northwest Wild Country Sports Radio 950. That's uh, I'm Bill Herzog in the main seat. I got Joe Superfisky sitting across from me. We're talking all about Grays Harbor and the opener and the salmon fishing down there, and primarily Chinook fishing. It's wild, but what what time did Coho start showing up down there? You Joe? know, we start getting Coho like in the hump about the second third week of September, and mm-hmm. they start showing up in the other rivers as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think most of the other places open up, I want to say September 16th, I think, is when the Sats up opens. I'd have to look yes. here. Um, you know, just that, that's the thing. Check the breaks and then check online. Yeah, and then check again. Yeah, and then check again before you go because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, who knows. I know the Chehalis and the Bay all open on the 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nooch, everything. You know, and people go, oh, the Nooch, they don't put any. Well, guess what? Hatchery salmon. Stray. Oh boy, do they ever! And I know guys that work that lower end, and they besides catching hatchery summer steelhead, they mm-hmm. catch hatchery coho. That would be a that's a great day. Think about it. That's a great day. You're, you're getting your your steelhead for, if you're pulling plugs, especially you're pulling little little maglips, little hot you know, shots, little or something. hot maglips down there, and all of a all of a sudden rod goes down. What is it? Don't know. Could Don't be know. a 14 pound beautiful hatchery scamania steelhead. Could be a coho oh, that yeah. came from the hump or the satsup or just yep. coming up there and going, <laughs> sniffing around, seeing what's going on. Yeah, very possible. Yeah.
Yeah, there's a, you know, I mean, because the nooch is surrounded by rivers that produce a ton of coho, so it's just mm-hmm. automatic that it's gonna, sure, it's gonna get some. So, and it's also because people assume there's no hatchery fish there, it might be a little lonelier place to hang out. Very lonely. Mm-hmm. Very lonely. So you're you're saying that you're looking at me, giving me the, uh, this look like, don't tell those people that. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just change the subject now? How about them Seahawks? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll just, exactly. We'll, just, we'll go right there. So let's talk. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm from uh, from the rod handle to the hook. What am I gonna use for for uh, your bait, your float outfit for uh, Chinook and Tidewater? You know, um, the Tidewater fishing basically, I I depends on. I, I mean, I always use 50-pound uh, braid, uh-huh. and uh, I like the Suffix 834 stuff. And then go to my float, mm-hmm. uh, sliding float. You know, fixed float doesn't do you any good. Do you unit not like anything on the end of that for a yeah, top shot? You know, yeah, when it, when it's in these conditions, when it's mm-hmm. long clear, yeah, I usually like to put a piece of ultra green on there. What pound test? Uh, 20 or 25. Okay. And you put your float on that? Yeah, and that's small float now. Mm-hmm. When right, it's right. low and clear, I'm using a small, a small float then just a few split shot. You know, and it, but if I'm if, if I'm using a half ounce float or bigger, mm-hmm. I'll I'll use a egg sinker sliding because sure. anytime they can't feel the weight or can't feel the float, is more better. They're gonna keep chow- chowing on it as right. soon as they feel that resistance. Right, it's over. It's p'tui. Yeah, right. And and then low clear <laughs> water when there's mm-hmm. no movement and all that, they they can feel everything. So, right, right. You know, and that's why at times, and they got a lot of time to look at it too. They're not; it's not a reactive bite like you're, when you're steelhead fishing in a riffle when it goes by real fast. fast they, yeah. they have to like beads, or they have to grab it, or it's gone. Yeah. This thing coming down, they see it going. Oh, hey, Al, look, here comes another one. You know, well, the, that one's more orange than the last one. And look at that guy's left-handed. Look at the way he tied that thing. You know, I, I like his <laughs> color combinations on his yarn. Very, very inventive. You, you know, oh. you know the funny part about that <laughs> right? is, is I've seen some underwater video. Of like fish swimming up to it, and they're just they're just like parked, and they're looking at it, and they're like backtracking as it comes, going like, and they're like, and there'll be one that will come in, and it'll be like almost straight up and down, and they'll be it's just, just totally perplexed, going, I think I should eat this, like, but what should we know, do with this? You know, <laughs> it's just hilarious. I, it, it, I trust me, it'll be back in about three and a half minutes, so <laughs> yeah, we'll discuss until then, but it'll it'll be right back and probably. Probably a different one, a little different color when it comes back next time. Yeah, yeah. that's so. That's kind of what pound what pound leader are you using? You know, size on, on, on the low and clear stuff, I use uh, I'll use of course the invisible stuff, right? Um, and then on that, since it's invisible, quote unquote invisible, I try yeah. to use at least twenty. Well, we it, we go with the refraction index. It's called uh-huh. almost has the same uh, refraction index as water. Fluorocarbon does. So, so then it's mm-hmm. invisible, right? We always like to say it doesn't matter how big the fat man is if you can't see him. Exactly. Right? So, so, so load, I mean, load it up. If you can, if you can load it up, you better because that's mm-hmm. that's there's lots of lumber and stuff down there, and that's you know any of those tide waters, whether you're on the tide water in the Chehalis fishing those the jack fishery, sure, or you're you know on the lower end of the Nooch or any of those tide water fisheries, there's that's where the water slows down, so that's where all the stuff from the high water piles up. Mm-hmm. And um, so you're you're fishing around structure, and if you're not fishing around structure, you're not going to catch any fish. You, you ain't right. Yeah. So all right, he's Joe Superfisky. He's uh, pretty much my go-to guy for the Grays Harbor area to tell you what's going on down there. I hope you were taking notes because if you were, you're ready for the September first opener and what happens after that. Joe, thanks for uh, coming in today, and thanks for uh, letting us give us a lowdown on, on the Grays Harbor. No worries, man. Yeah, we're not done talking salmon though, kids. Oh no, I got. Uh, 
I got my jigger coming up next. My man, Sean Rusfeld. Captain Sean, he's been jigging like there's no tomorrow. He's hooking Urban Chinook and Coho, maybe a pink salmon now and then. He's going to be live on the water, I hope. I got the bell out for buzz, and I don't want to put it away yet, okay? We're going to be talking to Sean here in a second. He's in the South Sound doing some damage, I'll bet, right now. When we come back, Sean Rusfeld, salmon jigging, South Sound. Northwest Wild Country, Saturday, August 26th. This is Sports Radio 9. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.